Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Cougar Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Welcome to another episode of Talking Smart with... Pew? Pew McCart, yes, it... Listen, Joe, it's been a it's been a minute, mate. It's been a month. I went on holiday, then you went on holiday, and I was at the caravan last week with my family, so I wouldn't have got any internet down at the van. Uh, so it's a month on. A lot's happened, but I don't think anything is, is as big as the news that we got yesterday with... Uh... Now, first and foremost, how are you, mate? It's been a while, like I said. It's been a month, so how are you? Mate, I'm very well, thank you. As you say, we've both been on holiday. Um, did you enjoy it? Some time with the family? Well earned, obviously. Well, mate, yeah, enjoyed every single second of it. Um, you know, that's, that's me. My my lads' holidays are over with now, so it's all family holidays from here on out. So, I'm I'm sure. Did you go with the lads, or did you be your your parents, or what? How did the family? Oh, holiday? it was it was well and truly a lads' holiday, mate. Well and truly, um, a heavy lads' holiday. To, mate, probably took about a week to recover. But, yeah, well, uh, that's that, that's a different yeah. podcast, Joe. You can do a different podcast and talk about that. Right now, we're going to talk yes. boxing. <laughs> Definitely, like, mate. definitely. Jump like, I into gonna, it. like I was going to say there, man, it's been a month since I've spoke to you and we've done this podcast, but uh, a lot's happened. But the news that we got yesterday straight off the press was Dylan White um, has been, he has had an adverse test come back from one of his uh, anti-doping um, tests. Uh, a bit of a, a shock because it's so close to fight. And I think as you were, I, I was looking forward to the rematch because I thought, I was thinking that, Joshua's had this whole thing with he's a little bit gun shy now and he doesn't want to pull the trigger and he's he's you know what I mean I think Dylan White was that opponent that was going to bring the old Joshua back but yeah just talk to me about your initial reaction to to hearing the news from yesterday gutted mate absolutely gutted um week to go and I, I can't wait for the fight like obviously we all remember that fantastic fight in 2015, which kind of mm. launched AJ to the next level. It was his first ever pay-per-view and his fight before he fought Charles Martin for that world title. And if it, well, if anyone was going to bring it back, the old AJ, if it, if you'd like to call it that, the more aggressive style, it would have been Dillian White because we know there's history there. Um, we know that probably, we didn't see it at a press conference, but as the fight week would have carried on, there would have been a little bit of spite 
Mm-hmm. And I think we would have seen fireworks. Um, obviously, we can't talk too much about the adverse finding because we just don't know enough at the minute. Um, very, very different to the Conor Ben scenario because um, when that happened, obviously there was press conferences on the day, everything like that. It was very quiet, um, very kind of, that's the fact, we'll leave it there, more news to follow. But from what we know now, is gutted the fight's not happening. Um, but at the end of the day, we do need to follow these uh, tests. This is why the tests are, are taking place. Vada mm-hmm. uh, has found an adverse finding. And until we know more, we can't really talk too much about that. But instant reaction, just gutted we won't be seeing that fight next Saturday, which would have been only six days from now. Well, that's the thing. Like I said, the, if anything we've learned from the corner bend situation is probably don't jump the gun too soon because yep. I've just literally sat my... Uh, my 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 trainer seconds license and uh, you do learn about that sort of stuff and there is a long list and it is difficult for fighters to sort of know what they're putting in their body when they're just taking a protein shake or they're just taking a this that and the next thing do you know what I mean a Lucozade energy electrolyte drink so I mean it is there's a long long list but they do they are provided with a website to find out if they're taken as legit um but like i say it is difficult so one thing we've learned about the corner then cases don't jump the gun anyway do you know what i mean let all the evidence come out and then we can give our opinion but um going on what dillian white said he said that he's he's been in this situation before and he's cleared his name in both occasions and he's, he just wants time to clear his name again so we'll just sit out and wait um for more news on uh, what Dylan's got to say, but like I say, um, I was gutted as well because I was looking forward to the fight. I thought Big Dill was, if he, he was up for the fight, I was ready for a big heavyweight barnstormer. I mean, I just thought that Dylan's probably, he's probably thinking to himself, this is my, my last fight at the highest level maybe, and if he wins it, then he gets another big fight and he gets back in the mix. Now, that there, and along with Joshua and the Wilder fight happening in December and being gun-shy and I just think that had the melt. It was a melting pot of right. These two last chance saloon for both of them. Maybe the wrong terminology, but it felt like that that these two had to go for it to get this win. And I was expecting a big brutal knockout by either man to win this fight. I didn't see this fight going twelve rounds. And um, you touched on it there, and I touched on it as well. That there's a lot being made of it. AJ being gun shy now, and he's not pulling the trigger, and he's 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 probably lost a little bit of that spite now. But and I just thought that if anyone was going to bring it out of AJ Joshua, it was going to be Dylan White. And we almost, I thought that we were a week away from seeing the old Joshua. Yeah, first and foremost, you've got to feel sorry for Joshua because he didn't need to take this fight. Um, it's well, it's well documented that he's probably going to fight Deontay Wilder if he won that fight. So he could have sat and wait. Um, waited until December, maybe January now, for this super fight against uh, Deontay Wilder. But he didn't. He chose. He's been in camp uh, mm-hmm. out in Dallas. And he wants that fight. And I, it's, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the fighters on the card. There's a lot of uncertainty at the minute whether the, the card will go ahead. Will there be a replacement? I was out only last night and um, I bumped into Johnny Fisher's brother. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and Johnny's obviously got his first title fight and there's so much uncertainty there. They don't know if he's going to be fighting. They don't know if the show's still going to be going ahead. So there's a lot of uncertainty. And as I say, hopefully we will find out more in the next kind of more. It has to be hours. It can't be days because mm-hmm. there was scheduled to be a 
a gala tomorrow, um, tomorrow mm. evening. I, I, I highly doubt that doubt that will happen now. But do you think, Andy, that the show will still go ahead and will Anthony Joshua be fighting next weekend? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. If Joshua's fighting Wilder in December, then I would like him to have a fight before he steps into a fight with yeah. Wilder. Same with Wilder. If he's fighting Joshua in December, I'd like him to have another fight before he steps in the ring with with uh, with Joshua. Um, I read something on Joe Joe Markovsky. He was giving an update on it. He said he there will be an announcement um, beginning of next week. So it's going to be a very, very late, late uh, replacement for this fight. But if you're a heavyweight, you're an up-and-coming heavyweight, you're undefeated, you're young, you get that last-minute call, like like Andy Ruiz did. Now, listen, yeah. I'm not saying this is this is a lot less. I think it's a lot, uh, a lot less days than what Andy Ruiz got. But if you're a young heavyweight and you get that call to face Joshua, you're taking it. Joshua is the money man. You're taking that fight now. There is a lot of heavyweights out there that are probably deserve the fight. Now you look at young Jared Anderson. Would he take the fight? He's a young undefeated heavyweight. Um, a massive opportunity. You just need to go to the Joshua Ruiz fight. If you take the opportunity. It can change you, and you win. Your whole world has changed. I'll bet, I'll bet there's no world titles on the line, but you've just beat the, one of the top four guys in the division, which propels you up there. Um, but there is a question. The heavyweight division, even though it's it's a fun division right now to be in, but these guys don't fight each other top four. That's, that's yeah. probably the most frustrating thing about it. But there is a, there's a plethora of young guys that, down there that are willing to to maybe step up and probably deserve a fight with Joshua. Um, but if you look at the rankings, Joe, who do you think, who would you like Joshua to face? We all know that Dubois is facing Usyk, so they're out. Joyce is facing, uh, facing Zhang, they're out. Wilder's out. Tyson Fury's out. Um, and Deriz is possibly out because he's looking to face Wilder, but I've, I've read somewhere that he's willing to step in for a, a second yeah. time to face him. Um, but if you look at the heavyweight rankings, Joe, who, who's left? Who would you like to see? Look, I think it's important to be realistic about it because we're not going to get a blockbuster fight on such short notice. I know Andy Ruiz did throw his name in the mix. Is that realistic? Um, I don't know because if you remember, it was only probably two weeks ago. I know Umar done an interview with George Warren last Saturday mm -hmm. um, saying that he was asking for demanding uh, massive numbers, demanding massive numbers to fight Tyson Fury. So is it going to be realistic? I'm looking at box rec rankings now. Obviously, Anthony Joshua is ranked number three on there. Andy Ruiz is ranked number four. So it, it'd be fantastic for that mm -hmm. to happen. I don't think it will. You say Jared Anderson. Again, I, I can't see it. Um, I think somebody said something about one of Dempsey McKeegan or Philip Hergovich. They're meant to be fighting each other on mm -hmm. the same card. Again, would Anthony Joshua want to fight a Southpaw in Dempsey McKean when you've been training for someone who's orthodox? It's very, very different style. And we know how much of a danger man Philip Hergovic is. And that so I don't really know where we go. Is it a case of old buddies getting the ring and Derek Chisora gets the call Derek, again? Derek does you, nah, no, I I like it, even though <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. No. Listen, Del Boy's Del Boy, man. And he comes to fight, but I think them two won't fight each other anyway. I think they're good friends. I don't, I don't think, think how much. I don't care what's on the line 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million. I, yeah. I really don't think them two will fight each other. So I agree. Big Del Boy's out there equation, uh, I think. But I, 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 um, he's got a good fight in Washington. Hopefully, this is his last hurrah and he goes out on a win. Big Del Boy. Um, you mentioned Hergovich is on the card, right? 
Um, Hergovic is world ranked. Um, yeah. He's big. He's strong. He to- Dylan White's a totally different opponent than than uh, than Deontay Wilder. Hergovic has got the size like Deontay Wilder, but there's a guy in there in that um, big Russian guy. I can't say his uh, his first name. I forgot his first name, but it's Mac Macmadov. Uh, is he on box rec? I think he's like seventeen yes. or sixteen. Uh, Arsenalbeck. Arsenalbeck. He is six foot six. Deontay Wilder six seven. High knockout ratio, so he can bang. Right. So is Wilder. If you want to prepare for Wilder, then Makhmadov is there. But that unknown... Dangerous. That's the thing. It's the unknown. It is dangerous to face somebody with that amount of knockout power. Albeit he's probably not faced somebody that many people can... He's what, had 17 fights. You probably couldn't name a guy he's fought in them, in them 17 fights. But still, it's the unknown. But then you've got... Let, let me throw it out there, because if I don't throw it out there, Billy Nelson will... Uh, Probably four more. Here we go. Here we I'm, go. I'm going to have to mention Big Martin Bacoli. Why not Big Martin Bacoli? He's up. He's 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 seven. He's seven hours up the road in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? He's been preparing for a fight. And I, I know there's a there's talk about a fight date coming for Martin Bacoli. Um. So why why not Martin Bacoli? They know each other. They know each other very well. Um. They've sparred hundreds of rounds. I've, I know that for a fact. They've sparred hundreds of rounds. So why not big Martin Bacoli? He's itching for a fight. He wants to fight. He's been calling out these big names. So that there is names out there, but it's just picking that right one so that while the fight stays on track. Do you genuinely believe that Bacoli would take that fight on six yes. days' notice? Yes. <laughs> I, honestly, the, the, the one thing, the good thing about the good thing about um, heavyweights, Joe, is they don't need to make weight. Don't need to make weight. Yeah. So they're on weight. Soon as 65 days a year, if unless you're blown up to 28 stone, but they're their own weight, they don't need to make weight. Do you know what I mean? If, they, if, they, if they're fit enough to do 12 rounds, which some of them aren't because they're heavyweights, <laughs> just, that's just the way it is. But if you're fit enough to do 12 rounds, yes, Mark Bacoli would take that fight, and I know Billy Nelson would take that fight. And you need to take these opportunities. Like I said, to you, you keep going down, down, the, down the, the list of all these fighters that have taken these three, three weeks and whatever notice. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 the opportunities there, you need to take them because boxing is one of the is a is a is a fickle sport. This opportunity might never come again, and you might have to fight ten Oops. fights to get to a mandatory position to fight for a world title. But there's a rematch clause, so you miss out. You man, it's, it's you know what I mean. I think I honestly think Billy Nelson and Martin Bacoli will take that fight if they get the call. I'm gonna throw another name in there okay. and uh, be very controversial one. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, go Jared on. Miller. Yes. And that's the it guy. Sells. It yeah. sells. It sells, mate. It definitely does. But then you've got boxing. You know what it's like, man. If you've been popped with drugs, um, <clears throat> especially the amount of stuff that he had in the system. I know yeah. a lot of fighters have been popped with trace amounts and trace amounts and trace. Look, well, I well, it's just difficult because of all the supplements that are out there nowadays that has these names that I can't even pronounce in them. Do you know what I mean? But he, I think Big, Big Jarrell Miller was popular like HGH and all this. Her human growth up. Listen, I don't want to. I, I haven't. I haven't got the, the the list of stuff on me, so I don't want to be misquoted here or, or taken out of context that I've said that he was on this stuff. I don't know, but it was a lot of stuff that he was on. Um, but like you say, it sells. And if you want to bring the old AJ back, if you want to bring the old spiteful, mm. ready to knock you out, angry, horrible. AJ, which we all want to see, I want to see it, Joe, you want to see it, no doubt, um, then Jerome Miller is that guy. Why not? 
But then again, you've got that. And I think Eddie Hearn has said that he would never work with Gerald Miller ever again a few years back. So, um, you know what I mean? But Eddie, Eddie Hearn said many things. Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn has said many things. And uh, that's the wonderful thing about the internet. People can just go back. So you better watch what you say. You mentioned about young fighters getting that call, getting the opportunity. Uh, could we see Fabiola Wardley, the current yeah. British champion? If he got the opportunity, I'm sure he'd take it. I'm sure he will take it, but will they will they will they ask him? I think would that sell? Would people be interested in a, in a, in a, a British champion fighting a top level contender? Do you know what I mean? You've got to be at that world level. So I'm thinking your Hergoviches, yeah. your Andy Ruizes, your uh, Martin Bacolis, obviously, and um, you need them guys in the top three, four that are ranked highly in the governing bodies, and these guys all are um, out with Dubois and Usyk and Wilders and Andy. Uh, who else? Zhang and, and, and Joyce and Tyson Fury. So, I mean, there's not many names to pick from, really, if you want to pick a, a, a good name that's highly ranked um, who's well-known. Um, Hergovic and Bacoli, if, if if you had to bend my arm up my back and say who's the two guys you would like Joshua to face, I would say probably the people that deserve it are probably Bacoli and Hergovic because they've worked themselves in a position to get into a mandatory position um, or highly ranked, at least number two in a governing body. But they're not getting the opportunity because there's rematch clauses and there's this, that, and the next thing. And there's meant to be tournaments out in Saudi Arabia, which is hindering other opportunities. So, yeah, I just think maybe if you want to, yeah, Perkovic and Bacoli, but I do like Makhmadov. I do like that big Russian guy. I do. But then it's the unknown, man. He's a knockout artist. But he's a, what's his first name again? I think Aslebek, Aslebek Makhlodov. I want to remember because I've I've been when I was looking up the the rankings and that, and I looked up him. Uh, I just noticed that he was a big Russian guy, all them knockouts. And I went on uh, YouTube and looked him up, and that yeah, the guy can bang, which is which yeah. is, and he's probably one for the one for the future. But yeah, I I think I think Hergovic or Bakoli maybe are the two names that are probably deserve a shot at Joshua at this stage. 100%, mate, 100%. Should we move on from Joshua? Yes. Uh, yes. I know you wanted to kind of catch up on what we didn't speak about last week, and that is two sublime performances, two performances that could absolutely kind of just tell you how good this sport can be. Mm. And that's Noya Anui's dominant display mm. against Stephen Fulton, which took place last Tuesday. And then just five days later, we saw equal amount of dominance in equally what was meant to be a 50-50 fight on paper with Terence Crawford kind of just destroying Errol Spence Jr. Mm. So who is pound for pound number one, Andrew? Listen, listen, on on Tuesday afternoon, I said Anui, and I said... A newie, no matter the result, on Saturday against Crawford and Errol Spence. Now, the reason I said that was because I was thinking it was a it was a fifty fifty fight. Like everyone, fight. but I had Crawford winning it. You so asked anybody in that fight, there'll be like Crawford by points. Not many people say Crawford by stoppage, right? Not like that anyway. Not one of the three knockdowns and a ninth round stoppage. Nobody, I don't think many. I thought there could be a late stoppage, maybe for Crawford. Maybe, but yeah, but I'll be nip and tuck. It'll be here there because El Spence is an elite fighter. Now I said that because Anui's making unified champions, cha- world champions, look average. Yeah, he did, there's there's the gap. There's world champions, unified champions, all this. Then there's Anui. 
Do you know what I mean? And then I'll... on you go. go on, I was just to say, uni- these are not just unified champions. These are unified champions in weight divisions above his natural weight. Exactly. So it's, I was thinking, it's an added thing. Exactly. So that's why I said no matter the result. But then when you saw Terence Crawford absolutely dominate Earl Spence in the way he did, then I'm like, ah, man, I'm going to eat my words here. I'm going to have to eat my words here. I'm going to have to just take a loss. And I've took a knee. I've got up at the eight count and I've said, you know what? Terence Crawford's pound for pound. And then no, you could even say it's a one A one B situation. It can't oh, yes. in two. Do you know what I mean? It's a one A one B. It's I just think that the way that Terence Crawford beat Earl Spence, he's a two time undisputed champion, two different weight classes, 40 and 0, 31, 32 knockouts. He just dismantled a guy in Earl Spence. Uh if he goes up to 154 and does beats Charlo, I think Charlo is allowed to hold on to his belts after the Canelo fight, or I think the IBF done a ruling. I can't quite remember what was said there. I didn't look too much into it. But, um, yeah, I just think that if he goes up and does it again at 154, because even he said in his own words that 147 was tight for him as well. So, uh, yeah, I just think that he's pound for pound number one. He's 1A. I knew he's 1B. Sorry about that, guys. Um Technical difficulties. I'm in different place today, so uh, apologies. But let's get back to that pound for pound discussion, Andrew, because it's so close, isn't it? It is yeah. so close. I think there's, the, the, I think there's Crawford and Anui, and then everybody else. I just think that you, it's hard to pick. They're both, they're both undisputed champions. They're both moving up in weights. They're both undefeated with high knockout ratios. Um, but the pound for pound is like if they were both the same size. And the same way, do you know what I mean? They're better than that person. So if you had Terence Crawford against the Nui at the same size, same way, who's going to win? I mean, that's a tasty fight. If you if you look at a Nui, if you put a Nui five eight and one four seven, do you know what I mean? That's a that's a tasty fight, but it's, it's never going to happen. So it's, uh, there you go. It, it is. It's an unanswerable question, unfortunately. But I, what I will say is. I feel like sometimes when it is in the smaller weight divisions, fighter doesn't don't get the credit they deserve. That's true, and that is just that shows testament to how good Anui is because mm-hmm. Anui has gone above that. People are now talking about him, and mm-hmm. as a potential pound for pound number one. And I think we're lucky in a sense that we got both of these fights in one week, and we're unlucky in the sense that we didn't have enough time to process the Anui fight. Because we watched it at one o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, at twelve o'clock midnight Wednesday for UK times, we're getting the start of fight week. We're mm. getting the arrivals. We're getting the press conference, and now suddenly focus shifts to what probably was certainly as a trade fight the best fight on paper that we've had in probably ten fifteen years. Mm. So, mm. Uh, like, it's, it's amazing one week that boxing can be. How good it can be when it's at its best. That is pure boxing. Watching the movie, Dismantle Fulton, and watching Terence Crawford, that is how good this sport can be. Now, Joe, you know my stance on the on the influencer stuff. Even though I've tried to get a fight on some of them, um, but you know my stance on it. That is, yeah. that is boxing for me. That is pure boxing. That is elite versus elite. And I think, like I said to you, what boxing's done this um, this year has been fantastic. With the Tank Garcia... Um, was a great fight. You've got Eubank Smith getting the rematch as well. Another great fight coming up. And um, we're unlucky not to see 
Cam Smith versus Berta B uh, this month. Um, yeah, big shame. Boxing, boxing's been getting his act together, I think. We do have a good fight in Charlo against Canelo coming up as well. Um, and if Crawford goes up to 154 and faces thing, he, I mean, even if it, Crawford stays at 147, he's got Boots Ennis as his IBF mandatory. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Wow. I just think I just think boxing's doing well. I think maybe it's had to kick up its butt from this influencer stuff because the influencer stuff was taken over a little bit. It was that was yeah. becoming the more exciting thing. But I just think when you get two, when you get the best fighting the best, and everyone wants to become undisputed, and that's the target, the one guy in the division. That's all we need. Two is the top dog. There's four world champions. Five if you include the IBO. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of champions at the division. We just need to know who the number one guy is, who's the best. And I think boxing is starting to do that. We're starting to find who the number one guy is in the division before they move up. And I, that's why I love the sport, mate. Look, we can talk about influencer boxing. I know we will mention Jake Paul at the end, but that is as in its purest form. I'm not hmm. as anti-influencer boxing as yourself. Um, <laughs> I treat it. To be honest, mate, I treat it as I cover two things. I cover boxing and I cover influencer boxing. When yeah. you when you when you separate them like that, I can take it. Mm-hmm. But you can't compare Jake Paul Nate Diaz to Terence Crawford and Errol Spence. Mm-hmm. Can you? Is it, nope. it it is and that's why I was quite this sounds very cliche, but I was quite proud to be part of the the sport when a fight of that magnitude can cross over because we were seeing it. People were talking about it. People who I don't usually talk about boxing to unless it's Joshua or Fury are coming up to me asking me about this Terence Crawford fighting this Errol Spence, mm. which in one way is very good because it's now kind of crossing over into a world and hopefully it's done massive numbers. I'm sure we'll find out very soon. Um, but how has it got this long before people are talking about generational greats mm. and these are generational greats these are greats of all time in Terence Crawford now that like people should have been talking about him when he come over here mm. do you know what I mean well when was that eight eight years ago 2004 I'd literally just spoke to Ricky Burns about it today it was Ricky Burns fight. I was at that fight in 2014 um nine years ago it's crazy yeah yeah that's it's mad <clears throat> I just think when you look at like the Jake Paul Nate Diaz thing I think the most these influencer stuff uh they're making them money, which I don't. I don't mind. Like, listen, if it's, it's a it's a rough world out there. If you're getting paid, get paid. Especially if you're, you're getting punched in the face for it. But you just look at the skill set employed by the Nate Diaz and uh, Jake Paul fight, and it is what it is. I mean, Jake Paul is probably the master salesman. He's the master. Mm. I mean, he's the master at what he does. I mean, you look at the brawl that broke out during the the press conference. Jake Paul was like that, hiding behind the security guard, and when it oh, all, cool. he's done, he's come out and done, doing all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, mate, you've, you've not, you're not about that life. Do you know what I mean? You're not about no, you're not. life when it comes down to the nitty gritty, man. You're a, ah, well, I'm not going to say nothing because I do like Jake Paul, actually. Um, I've interviewed him a couple of times, but it is, mm. it is what it is. He's, he does well in what he does. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but what I will say is I'm 40-year-old and I, I would smoke Jake Paul. There you go. Put that. Put the clip. Uh, bait that. I don't you. know. I don't know. I'm telling I, you, man. Obviously... He, he doesn't want his hands, man. Look at the speed. Boom, forty year old. I've never seen. I've never actually seen you fight properly, um, but what I will say is, <laughs> I think he's probably quite a bit bigger than you. Is it weight wise? Is he? I'll give no? him the size, Joe. He's bigger than me, but I'll give him the size. I'll let him have the size. 
Right. Sadly, I don't think we're ever going to find out. Sadly, I don't think we're going to ever Well, Jake, find if you're out. watching, if you're watching, I need a new house. Okay, I've got three kids. I can do a little bit more money. So, listen, just a million dollars. Just pay me a million dollars. I'll give you 10 mm-hmm. rounds. If you knock me out, you'll get no street cred. Um, it won't do nothing for your career. But you could really, really hurt mine. So, listen, if you want to destroy an old man, let's let's get let's get it on. I don't mind. I don't honestly do not mind. Papa, I, I, I'm not putting myself up for that same. Well, actually, for a million pound, maybe. But yeah, yeah. I know it'd certainly destroy me, mate. It'd certainly destroy uh, listen, me. I'm not about that he, he, listen, he, he can box. I'm not going to lie. He can box, but not an elite level. I mean, he's doing what he does. He's beating these UFC champions that have not like a kill like a. Diaz is a killer in his in his world. Yeah. So is Woodley. These guys are absolute dangerous, dangerous men, and he's and he's he's knocking them down. Anderson Silva, he's knocking these guys down. So the guy can punch. I'm not going to deny it. He can whack. I think he's knocked down everyone he's fought or knocked them out. Every single guy he's fought, he's even knocked down. He knocked down Tommy Fury, albeit it was a sort of like stiff jab as Tommy was coming in, but he's he still done it. So fair play to the man. Honestly, listen, he's doing what he's doing. He's created a world, um, and he's. And people are going to. to I, I, I seen uh, was it Colm that put it up uh, last night that the arena was half was nearly full hours before the main event. So mm, exactly, and with the, all these things, misfits. Uh, I see people are queuing outside Wembley Arena mm. at six o'clock, and the queue went from the arena to the stadium. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're queuing to get into these things, and at the end of the day, as cynical as it is, you, me. Everyone in IFL, it's a numbers business. It mm. is a numbers business. Mm-hmm. This is what keeps IFL running. And the biggest fight week for us this year, I'm I'm almost certain, unless we get a heavyweight super fight, I'm almost certain will be KSI versus Tommy Fury. Mm. And that's and that's the world we live in. We're sad or not, it's, it's, it, it creates that attention. It does create that attention. And it is sad when you see that probably... Numbers-wise, it will probably do triple than Spence Crawford. And we were just talking about how well Spence Crawford done in pushing, penetrating that market into the into the casuals. Uh, but at the end of the day, KSI versus Tommy Fury, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz, they are box office for us. So you do have to take notice. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, listen, as much as my, I'm an old man and I'm an old cynic and... I mean, I'm saying I'm old. I'm only 41, so it's not. It's, I'm not old. old. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm not as old You've as. Still Coogan. got a few years left in the tank. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as old as Coogan anyway. But listen, <laughs> to Coogan, what are you doing there next Sunday, mate? Next Sunday, there's only one place to be, and that is IFL Live. I genuinely, genuinely cannot wait for this. You've seen the guest list. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're not going to reveal all of it. I think there's been some posters. Of, some of the people in attendance and that is a list already but we've seen the full guest list yep and oh my god what yeah. a list that is mate like it, it's as long as my arm you you are scrolling through that phone you are yeah, scrolling yeah. and scrolling and scrolling to get through that list and these are household names not just in the boxing world either mm-hmm. so if you're not doing anything on sunday hopefully we get a big fight on saturday Hopefully, fingers crossed, and then Sunday, same building, slightly smaller arena, O2 Indigo, get your tickets if you haven't, because IFL Live is the place to be on Sunday. The very, very first one as well. Hopefully, the first of many. And you can only say once that you've been to the first IFL Live. 
There's so a, you've got a, to be. There's an opportunity. If you're a boxing fan, <clears throat> you want to meet boxers in a casual environment, not when they're walking out the ring or they're in a gym or whatnot. If you want to meet a boxer in a casual environment where they're just going to, they're going to take pictures with you, they're going to have a chat with you, get yourself down there. Listen, if I'm get, if I'm coming down to London, you know it's big. You know it's big. You know. Are you, are you coming, go. Andrew? Are you coming? I'm coming. I'm coming. Look, I've been working for IFL for over a year now, and I've not known Andrew to take to take step foot down Mile End in London. No, obviously no. I'm just a bit outside. London. So you know it is big. You know it is big, and uh, obviously that's promoters hat on. But genuinely, it will be a fantastic night, and it is at the end of the day, as you say, a chance to meet your heroes if you are a boxing fan. We're lucky enough that kind of sometimes I still have to pinch myself that we are lucky enough to speak to these fighters all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's important not to take it for granted and it will be just one big celebration of hopefully all things good about not just IFL boxing as a whole. Yeah. As listen, like I say, I'm buzzing for it. I think if you if you haven't got your tickets, get them now. Because if you're in London and you're staying the Sunday, why not come down and see everybody and see everybody from IFL and the boxers, the fighters, Eddie Hearn, Coogan. I mean, it's going to be an absolute fantastic night. But Joe, I tell you what, tonight has been fantastic because it's been great to speak to you again, mate. It's been a while. It has been a while, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it, mate. And it's it's good to kind of obviously we did have to deal with the very sad news of the Dillian White fallout, mm-hmm. but. We're talking about great boxing. We're talking about the purest of its purest form. And that is what we absolutely love. So 100%, we probably could be in person for the next show. We'll be together. Uh, well, listen, we're I'm going to have to film it. Well, let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Let's, we'll get a selfie together and I'll post it on my Instagram. How's that? <laughs> there we go. There we go. I think that might get Jake Paul's attention. Well, that's it. Then. Listen, you, listen, you speak to Jake Paul. You tell him I want him. Listen, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, mate. And, uh, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week in person for the first time as well. Exactly, see you later, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Joe, have a good evening, mate. I'll speak to you soon. You too. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn, you get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Sports Social Podcast Network.